Okay, so we're back. Time to get into the news. First up, Nazis are marching in Nashville. Get it all here. Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. Second. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the delay. Here we are. Nazis seen marching in downtown Nashville. This morning, we are hearing from experts who say it reflects a bigger trend being seen nationwide. Kel Smith joins us now to break down a new report about anti-Semitism in America. Good morning, Nikki. Some people were shocked to see these images of Nazis marching through downtown Nashville over the weekend. Others say at a time of unprecedented anti-Semitism, it doesn't come as a big surprise. This morning, we're getting insight from the American Jewish Committee's State of Anti-Semitism 2023 report. It shows one quarter of American Jews have been the target of anti-Semitism in the last year and young Jews were more likely to report being the target. Nearly 8 in 10 American Jews who heard about the October 7th Hamas terrorist attack say they felt less safe in the U.S. since the massacre. State Representative Justin Pearson shared this video on social media showing the Nazis outside the state capitol. He stated, quote, this is the hate that the Tennessee House GOP fosters from their positions of power in the General Assembly. I'm disgusted that Nazis are comfortable doing this, but I am not surprised, end quote. House Majority Leader William Lambert shared a video posted by another ex-user of the group marching through the Broadway area, writing, quote, go away, Nazi thugs. This is Tennessee and you are not welcome here. By the way, why not show your faces so we can all see who you are? We talk with the American Jewish Committee, who says there are always trends related to a rise of anti-Semitism, like the war in the Middle East and election years. COVID, the war in Ukraine, uh, all of those things, uh, the economic crises, all of those things lead to a rise in anti-Semitism. Unfortunately for the Jewish community, this is a very, going to be a very difficult few months where we are going to be seeing more and more anti-Semitism coming from all aspects of the society, whether it's the far right, the radical left, or religious extremism. He says groups like these choose the timing and location specifically to get the most visibility possible, and they do it as a way to recruit as well. Governor Bill did not directly refer to the march, but he did post on X Saturday evening saying Nazism and anti-Semitism should never be tolerated in any form. Yeah, they say that, but, you know, we are helping Ukraine, okay? And, you know, both the left and the right are supporting Ukraine. And Ukraine is very heavily influenced by Nazis. Okay. 
I mean, it, they have a very deep history in supporting neo-Nazi Nazi beliefs, okay? The Azov Battalion basically runs, you know, is basically the Ukrainian military, okay? They make up a large portion of it, all right? So the Republican state of Nashville, you know, uh, <laughs> the words fall on deaf ears, okay? I was horrified. Lawmakers speak out after Nazi group marches through Nashville. Okay, a group carrying Nazi flags marched through downtown Nashville on Saturday afternoon. The group was spotted on Broadway at the state capitol and near Public Square Park. State representatives um, after Ben and Justin Jones responded to the rally by taking it to X, formerly known as Twitter, to voice their concerns. The group once regulated the dark corners, now feel empowered to spew their noxious ideology out in the open due to our state's leadership, refusing to condemn their speech and actions, Ben said. Tweet. Ben said their office is closely monitoring the rally downtown. Ben also said <clears throat> she is in the process of sponsoring a resolution which would denounce what took place. I was horrified, and I think a lot of people they come to Nashville and know it's welcoming city and they want to enjoy Broadway and what downtown has to offer and walking <clears throat> and walking to into 50 neo-Nazis chanting Heal Hitler is not the lunch dessert that they thought they were going to have, she explained. Jones said he comes, he came across the group after leaving an event honoring a black sorority spoke of the need to unite against the rising tide of white supremacy, only to be confronted by Nazis marching through downtown Nashville. Jones John said in a tweet, this is exactly what my Republican colleagues hate. Colleagues, hate speech is fostering and inviting, okay? The group is believed to be associated with the Blood Tribe, a neo-Nazi group founded by former Marine Christopher Paulus. According to the Anti-Defamation League, the group has chapters in Canada and United States. Let's see here. Leaders are getting ready to publicly denounce white supremacy after a group of people marched through Nashville with Nazi flags over the weekend. Yeah, our WSMV4's Jordan James is joining us now live. And Jordan, what else have you been able to find out about how this played out yesterday? Good morning, Holly. We're, learn, we're learning that this demonstration may have been fueled by the country's handling of immigration, immigration sparking what unfolded over the weekend. Now, this happened on Saturday, and as you can see in this video that you're about to see, dozens. Also, you got to take into account that a lot of Ukrainian refugees have made it to different, you know, different parts of the world, especially Europe. Okay, and people also complain in Ireland about. Ukrainian refugees getting more rights and more access to social services than Irish, um, Irish native uh, citizens. And you can't tell me that these Ukrainian refugees won't be part of Azov Battalion trying to find ways to recruit and to grow their numbers. Okay, as well as what they're doing in the US. There's also been rumors of uh, Ukrainians causing problems for blacks in Texas. 
All right. Don't be fooled. Republicans and Democrats are helping white supremacy by supporting Ukraine. Of Nazis paraded through downtown Nashville with with uh, signs in their hands and engaging in different types of chants. State Representative Justin Jones, who witnessed a group, claims that they were that their their messaging was geared towards protecting the white man and at Mexican immigrants. Their presence caused many state leaders to condemn the group's actions, including Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, who said Nazism and anti-Semitism should never be tolerated in any form. Meanwhile, Representative Jones offered a different perspective, saying in part, division is not an accident, it's a strategy. He believes that the display was a result of policies being pushed by his Republican colleagues. Now, later on today, around 1230, a group of lawmakers and members of clergy are going to gather by Behind me to condemn what happened to discuss their next steps. Reporting here live. People just have to get ready for what's going to happen when there is a fallout and uh, when stuff really hits the fan, okay? When uh, you're going to have to make a decision, you know, where to move to. Because as I said before, uh, banks are closing, a lot of things are happening that are bad. Banks are closing. Uh, the system is slowly falling apart. And these types of groups will gain numbers because people want to survive. Okay. And they will try to get um, resources to make you choose to follow them and make you turn against other ethnic groups that you were probably friends with before. Okay. Many racial groups will take this as an opportunity to gain power. It's going to be a whole different new world when that happens, when, you know, civil unrest breaks through and all hell breaks loose. So let's talk about Mr. George, Mr. Um, Joe Biden and what he wants to do with uh, Tennessee lawmakers for being people holding other people accountable. Let's get into that. Five, the U.S. Justice Department is suing the state of Tennessee for violating the Americans with Disabilities Act. The suit claims the department warned state leaders and the TBI that by enforcing the state's aggravated prostitution statute against people living with HIV, they were violating the ADA. According to their investigation, the state and TBI subjected people living with HIV to harsher criminal penalties solely because of their positive status. Um... If you're knowingly spreading death, yeah. Outrageous, man. Just outrageous. Let's get into this right here. Biden's Department of Justice launches lawsuit against Tennessee for Tennessee for law criminalizing knowing HIV exposure. Nashville, Tennessee 
the Biden Department of Justice opened a lawsuit against the state of Tennessee Thursday, arguing that the state laws that impose additional penalties on sex offenders who are HIV positive discriminate against people living with HIV. Under the Tennessee law, Title 39, the criminal exposure of another of another to HIV is a Class C felony. Okay, and Title 39, uh, Chapter 13, I don't know how to use those numbers. Aggravated prostitution, which entails knowingly committing prostitution while infected with HIV, is also a Class C felony. Both laws require a lifetime addition to the sex offender registry. As reported by the Associated Press, the lawsuit stems from a Department of Justice investigation completed in December that resulted in the Justice Department warning Tennessee and the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation that the statute purportedly violates the American with Disabilities Act. The case is proceeding alongside another filed by the LGBTQ plus groups related to the aggravated prostitution and stature in particular. Notably, the Associated Press reported, Tennessee is the only state in the United States that imposes a lifetime registration as a sex offender if convicted of engaging in sex work while living with HIV, regardless of whether the person knew they had tran could transmit the disease. This directly contradicts the verbiage of the law, which states verbatim knowing that such person is infected with HIV. The person engages in sexual activity as a business or is an intimate in a house of prostitution or loyals in public place for the purpose of being hired to engage in sexual activity, emphasis added. Per the Associated Press, though, Tennessee legislators are working toward approving a change to the law that rather than striking it entirely would remove the requirement of a lifetime registry as a violent sex offender for those convicted. Attorney, Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark of the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division argued in a press release Thursday, people living with HIV should not be subjected to a different system of justice based on what she referred to as outdated science and misguided assumptions. She suggested the lawsuit reflects the Justice Department's commitment to ensuring that people living with HIV are not targeted because of their disability. I don't know. That's not a disability. That that's something you went out there and you you, you either shot up needles and got HIV, or you had unprotected sex with someone that had HIV. I don't see that as a disability. While HIV and AIDS are considered to be disabilities under the Americans with Disabilities Act, 37 states currently enforce laws criminalizing the act of engaging in criminal sexual activity, ranging from rape, sexual assault, to prostitution while knowingly infecting with HIV or AIDS. To date, only the states of Illinois, New Jersey, and Virginia began to repeal felony level criminal codes in 2021 under democratic administrations. I'm really seeing this as a way of depopulation. That's how I see it. This is literally uh, depopulation. All right, there's no other way around it. Okay, you want to criminalize, you know, lawmakers in Tennessee for trying to save lives. Okay, basically that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to keep lawmakers from doing their jobs. This is out of control. All right, that th this is weird, completely weird and out of control. All right, it's bad enough that in New York City, they're trying to decriminalize sex work. All right, you can go look up an article on it uh, of March uh, of last year. 
Okay, March 2023. You could look it up for yourself. And they're trying to make sex work um, work. And here's another thing, too. Um, you also have uh, migrants entering the sex industry, sex work industry, in Queens, Forest Hills. All right? You can look it up for yourself. And this this is something that is, is dangerous. It is very dangerous. Okay? Because you already have people that are on hard times. And what do you think people are going to do, especially women? What do you think they're going to do? They're going to enter that. A lot of people are going to be catching STDs, especially the young people in, in, uh, in high school. Talk about, you know, a pandemic of people dying. All right, let's get into this other story right now. International news. This is sad. Fair use, by the way. Your mind when this compulsory purchase order letter came through? It didn't worry me so much as it did the wife. Oh, so she turned around and watched. She started crying. We had enough problems in the beforehand. Sorry, I didn't hear that. I said, Josie, how did that make you feel when that letter came? So basically what they're saying is, is that the el you know, an elderly couple was forced by the council to sell their homes to make room for migrants. Basically, you're kicking them out of their own homes and to give their homes to migrants, illegal immigrants. Came through the letterbox. I was absolutely devastated. We'd only just bought this house. We'd been in here about eight or nine weeks and that came through the letterbox. And so, you know, and so what... I was going to say, what happened? I mean, how did you respond to that? What did they say when you got in touch with the council? Well, we went down to the local offices after I composed myself together, after crying and then getting really angry. We went down to the local council offices here and I spoke to a lady in there. She took photocopies of the letter after I showed her it and was really angry with her. And she said to me, it's nothing to worry about. It's just a standard letter. And I said, I don't think that's a standard letter that you should be sending to any person. Yeah, so describe, so, the, con describe the contents of the letter for us, because it is quite strongly worded, isn't it? And it suggests that your property is empty. And what do they suggest yeah. is, it's going to be used for? They, they say, as part of this process, North Northamptonshire Council is identifying empty properties and sites within the area with the aim of encouraging owners to bring premises back into use or to find alternative options for derelict sites. The resettlement team in North Northamptonshire Council supports asylum seekers and refugees across three different projects. Homes for Ukraine, Afghan resettlement, and asylum dispersal. At present, we are seeing a considerable increase in positive immigration decisions being made in favour of asylum seekers. So basically, they, they're wanting accommodation. But who? 
goes around and assesses whether these properties are lived in or they are actually empty. She couldn't tell me the lady in the council. Do not be surprised if they try this crap in New York City. Do not be surprised if they try this crap on Long Island. Do not be surprised if New York State, you know, the governor, Kathy Holschel, does that. Do not be surprised if Mayor Mike Adams wants to pull that crap. You saw how desperate he was to try and move, you know, migrants into homes that was meant for um, people on New York City public assistance. Tried to move them into, a, you know, into a place that was not for them. He's getting desperate because he didn't want nobody to know what he was doing. Don't be surprised, people. No. Well, I mean, I mean clearly, clearly, Ted, no, no one had bothered to come and look at your house at all, had they? Obviously not. Mm. And then they have the audacity to send a letter of some sort of an apology. I am sorry to hear that you were upset by the letter. Well, how would they feel if they got a letter like that mm. after what, they bought a property? What do you want now? Because clearly you are both very shaken by this letter. Uh, and that, that letter that you received in response has not gone far enough. Do you want an apology? What, what more do you want to see? Well, she said here that she's, you know, I sincerely apologise, this Lindsay Bell Chambers. But I don't see... There was no explanation as to how they've come to say this property was empty, whether it was disused, whether it was unkempt. They knew that someone was in that property. They knew you lived there. They didn't care. This is not a joke. I'm telling you, this this is not a joke. This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get those migrants here any way, by any means necessary. So on a lighter note, we're going to check out what this uh, Missouri Secretary of State candidate uh, plans to do with uh, this uh, liberal material that they're trying to force feed down our kids' throats. Let's check that out. Fair use. College life burn. When I'm in office, they will burn. Her name may be unfamiliar to you, but this video is rippling across social media. This week, Valentina Gomez said books containing LGBTQ content on fire. She claims they're grooming kids. The St. Louis City resident is running for Secretary of State in Missouri. Tonight, First Lord Forrest John Kipper is hearing from the wall. She's not lying. They, really, they literally are trying to groom kids. It's not a joke. Woman setting books ablaze and vying for your vote. This is what I will do to the grooming books when I become Secretary of State. Valentina Gomez, burning books she says grooms kids. The books in question, queer, ultimate LGBTQ guide for teens, and naked, 
not your average sex encyclopedia. It's a strong political statement garnering many negative reactions. It's extremely problematic and that type of hate-filled rhetoric, honestly, it has deadly consequences in our community. Brittany and Heather Dyer have been a couple for 11 years and live in Springfield, Missouri. They're especially alarmed by Gomez as she campaigns against LGBTQ books in public libraries. DEI, LGBTQ and critical race theory and the second, I guess, running to office. Obviously, the rhetoric is beyond hateful and bigot. No, she's on the money. Okay, you guys want to take away the title of a pedophile and change it with maps, minor attracted persons. Uh, for more information on that, look into the story of Old Dominion University. And uh, you can look into the assistant uh, professor who tried to get away with uh, taking away the label of pedophile and replacing it with maps. Okay. And she had to be removed from the college. This is what they're going for. There is an agenda here. And uh, pedophilia and the LGBT community go hand in hand. That's their dirty little secret. They saw Gomez at this event at a Springfield library last week, where she can be seen holding two LGBTQ books. She talked to our sister station during the anti-trans book event. I'm fighting the political machine. I am not backed by any special interest. And didn't hold back. Let's get, excuse my language, our together and pull up our pants and fight back. Gomez is running for Missouri Secretary of State. Their main job is running elections. But also, they're in charge of state funding for libraries. Okay, just gonna take your article right here. All right. Oh, a Republican running for the Missouri Secretary of State on Tuesday posted a campaign video of herself lighting LGBTQ inclusive books on fire to underscore her pledge to burn such books. Valentina Gomez appearing with a flame sword in hand said in the video posted to various social media platforms, this is what I will do to the grooming books when I become Secretary of State. The video then cut to her lighting multiple books on fire with the flamethrower before she said, these books came from a Missouri public library. When I'm in office, they will burn. In her post of the video on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, Gomez wrote, when I'm Secretary of State, I will burn all books that are grooming, indoctrinating, and sexualizing our children. MAGA, America first. Oh, boy. Two books in the video appear to be queer, the ultimate LGBTQ guide for teens, naked, not your average sex encyclopedia. All right. Mark Biscuit, a co-author of Queer, the ultimate LGBTQ guide for teens, reacted on video on X saying, she's burning my book in public to get not fascist or scary at all. Kathy Belge, the book author, book's other co-author, said in a statement to The Hill that it shouldn't come to be a surprise that extremism is on the road. Book banning is dangerous, and book banning takes to a whole 
new scary level. Bills wrote, all Americans should be concerned that a candidate for public office not only thinks book burning is acceptable, but that it is something that will be, help her get elected. You see, the funny thing about these people who are so against her burning these perverted books is that they will not read these books out loud. Read what's in those books out loud, and you will see why those books have to be burned. Okay? That's the thing. But they won't because they know what they're doing with those books. All right? Belts pointed to a study from the Trevor Project, which found 41% of the LGBT plus teens have seriously considered um, unaliving themselves. The figure increases to 50% for transformers and non-binary youth. Maybe that's because they've been lied to by the liberal machine saying that you are um, not, it's not right for you be, to have the body that you have and you need to change it, okay? Too bad they won't tell you about the consequences of doing that, okay? And how they're screwed up for life and cannot have kids. Right, what they don't tell you is that there is a 90 percent self deletion rate if you choose to uh be a transformer. The Hill has reached out to the author of the second burned book title. The video on X has nearly 90, 973,000 views, 987 reposts, and more than 3,300 comments of as of Wednesday night. The visibility of the polls on X was restricted at one point with a note that it may violate X's rules against hateful conduct, NBC News reported. The note appeared to be removed as of Wednesday night. Okay. <clears throat> I think I'll read that much for now. Let's move on to the next story. We'll talk to you about uh, what's going on in Ukraine. All right. What do we have here? What do we have here? Ukraine has used U.S.-made chemical weapons. Moscow claims that Washington and Kyiv have violated the Articles of Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons. Washington and Kyiv have violated Articles of the Organization of Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, the OPCW, as Ukrainian forces have used illegal munitions of, on the battlefield. Russian Lieutenant General Igor Kritorov has claimed the head of Russia's nuclear chemical and biotechnology forces provided several examples of Kyiv's alleged use of banned chemical weapons and non-lethal chemical agents that he said were obtained from the U.S. Kritorov claimed that Ukraine used drones to drop U.S.-made gas grenades on December 28, 2023, containing CS compound, a chemical classified as a riot control tool that irritates the eyes and upper respiratory tract. It can cause skin burns, respiratory paralysis, and cardiac arrest when used in high concentrations. He said that delivery of such munitions by the U.S. to Ukraine was a direct violation of the rules of the OPCW, which states that a country must never, under any circumstances, transfer chemical weapons directly or indirectly to anyone. He also reported that on June 15, 2023, Moscow's forces were attacked by a drone carrying a container filled with chlorosperserin which is classified as a Schedule Three compound used on, on, under the Chemical Weapons Convention and is strictly prohibited, even for law enforcement purposes. The same chemical was also used by Kiev on August 3rd and 11th of 2023 near the village of uh, Rabaltino, according to Krilov. 
The journal also provided several examples of Kyiv using toxic substances against Russian military personnel, as well as poisoning high-ranking officials such as the head of Russians, Russia's Kyrgyzstan region, Vladimir Saldo, in August of 2022. Krilov said Russian intelligence believes that Ukraine's forces, under the guidance of its Western backers, are developing a new military tactic that would use a chemical belt. This would involve blowing up containers with hydrocyanic acid and ammonia to prevent an advance by Russian forces. He added that plans for such a large-scale use of toxic chemicals were evidenced by the fact that Kyiv had asked the EU to supply it with hundreds of thousands of antidotes, gas masks, and other potential protective equipment in 2024. That's in addition to 600,000 ampules of Argon phosphorus antidotes and 750,000 bottles of drugs for the detoxification of mustard gas site and hydrocyanic acid deriv der derivatives that were supplied by NATO countries in 2023. It is obvious that the volumes requested by Ukraine are excessive for a country that does not have chemical weapons, Krilov stated. There have been no response from the OPCW, despite all of this evidence being presented to the organization for four months ago. Four months ago, the general said, accusing it of being run by Washington as a tool to target its political opponents. In November, Russia lost its seat on the OPCW Executive Council after failing to get enough votes from other members of the organization. Krulov said Moscow was effectively pushed out of its seat and was replaced by Ukraine, Poland, and Lithuania, who claimed were pursuing an obvious anti-Russian policy. The weird thing about this is, it's like, it, it kind of seems with these wars, you're kind of playing it like a sport. Like, if a side wants to win, they're going to do whatever it takes to win, even if it means, you know, using weapons that will destroy the enemy and cripple their cripple their soldiers for life. I mean, that's what it is. It is war. Anyway, that's all I got for now. So tell me what you think in the comments. Like, share, comment, subscribe. What are your thoughts about the stories? What are your thoughts about uh, what I've told you, especially with uh, Biden? Other than that, later.